Mon, there we go. You know, it's, I felt like I was back in the musical, musical back in the high school days where you'd have to run backstage and change clothes real quick. I had to take my other ears off and put these ears on, and it's like, wow, that's a lot of pressure in that. But again, we want to thank you for coming. This is the time where the guys come forward that are going to help with the offering. Now, I'm going to pray for that offering. We're going to take it up. But this is the time that you get the little cards that I told you to fill out earlier. And you put them in the basket as it's passed, okay? Okay, we got all our guys. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we come to you just thanking you for everything that you give us, Lord. You are so good to us. We don't deserve it, but you do it anyway. That's love. We just want to give back that small portion that you bless us with so that you will know that we're trying to follow your ways and that we love you like you love us. I just pray that you would accept this offering and use it to whatever this church needs to do with it. We thank you and give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, guys, go ahead. We have a few announcements today. Secret sisters, if you're here, if you're, it's not longer be going to be a secret here in a little while, you're going to get to tell all those people who you've been buying presents to. And that's a real blessing. How neat is it to get a present and you're not, you know, expecting it? That's a really cool thing. Ladies, if you've never done this before, next time, try to get involved. You'll really enjoy it, okay? There's a pastor's welcome lunch. Right after the service. As soon as we get through, we're going to walk through this way. And some people have RSVP'd, and that's fine. But I've been told that if there's any visitors here today and you want to have, come have lunch and find out more, you're welcome to join us. I'm sure being the good Baptist that we are, there's more food than we could ever eat. So you're welcome to come enjoy it, okay? Now, what's tomorrow? First Monday prayer. Wow. That is so right. It is so fun on Monday night to come and pray because it seems like sometimes you think, oh, you know, I got this headset, so I got to walk around a little bit. Oh, man, what am I going to do? You know, it's such a tough week. I just don't seem like I can get through it. Well, you know what? There's a group of people. You don't necessarily have to pray when you come. We're not going to put you on the spot. But we'll sure pray for you. And if you know somebody that's having troubles, then we'll pray for them as well. It's a great time of fellowship. But most of all, it's prayer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Okay, what else? Next next weekend, next uh, Saturday, we got men's breakfast coming up. Wow, that's going to be here before you know it. Guys, invite your friends and your neighbors. If they've never been to a men's breakfast, say, hey, just come have breakfast with me and then, you know, sneak them in. No, I'm just kidding. Just make them feel like they're welcome, that they they can come and just have a good time, okay? And eat some good non-cholesterol type food, like Hector likes to say. Okay, a few weeks after that, we're going to have a one-on-one membership class for all the people that are coming and learning about it. And if you want to become a member... Sign up for that. You can fill that out on a little card and drop it in the in the uh, basket as it goes by. March 24th, the Legends versus Ontario Youth Event. Wow, basketball and fellowship. Contact Brandon or Courtney Klein 
Nancy Hicks or John Fry to sign up for this. It's March 17th. It does have a cost, but it's only $10. Youth camp, something to just think about. Youth camp, they're going to be hitting us up with, you know, little treats after church and all that kind of stuff to get money to prepare them for their July 1st through 5th at uh, Camp Copas. So with that being said, let's just uh, hand this over to Pastor Mike. And uh, we're going to have our communion later, so everybody in Internet land, get your crackers and your your beverage of choice, probably grape juice, and uh, join us in that communion later, okay? Thank you. Thank you, Mo. Boy, there's a lot going on, isn't there? Well, good morning, everybody. That was just as bad as the first time. Good morning, everybody. There we go. That's a little bit better. You know, um, if you're a guest visiting for the first time or you're joining us online for the first time, let me introduce myself. My name is Mike Bishop. I'm the pastor here at Lakeway. And you all, I don't know what it is. Why don't you like me? I keep adding seats. I added seats this morning. I lo- Gosh, you should see our welcome lunch in there. The, the, uh, eight tables, seven tables. It's like, wow. So thank you, God. But Be merciful. (laughs) We are going to be sharing communion later on. So as Mo said, if you're joining us online, please um, be ready for that. And and it's neat. You know, I can't even say good morning because I say good morning to you. But I know there's somebody that regularly watches from the Philippines. For them, it's good night. We have people watching in England. For them, it's good afternoon. We have people that watch from Western Canada. So it's earlier morning. So it's so neat, but we're all gathered together and we're all connected by the Holy Spirit. That's what we're doing here. We are in a series called Called. It's also our church-wide focus for the year and was the theme for our pastor, our, our men's retreat last week. Our core passage of scripture is 1 Peter 2.9. And I've invited people to learn that passage of scripture. So here's what I'm going to do this morning. It's going to be right up on the screen here. I'm going to have everybody stand. Those that are able to stand, please stand. And we're going to read this together, okay? Starting off with the 1 Peter 2.9, we're going to read it together. Are you ready? 1 Peter 2.9. But you are not like that. For you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of the darkness and into his wonderful light. Please remain standing. I want to pray for us. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope He has given to those he called. His holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. So what I just prayed over you, you could probably tell, is actually a prayer that is found in the book of Ephesians, the letter that Paul wrote to the Ephesians. And it's a prayer for understanding. It's our theme prayer for this morning. 
And he says, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light. Well, what does light do? It brings about clarity. It brings about illumination. It, it brings revelation. And then he gives us a reason. So that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called. His holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. He wants the called to live in confident hope and understanding. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. Who's the power for? God's power for us who believe in him. Understanding of the hope, understanding of the hope the called have and understanding of the power that is available to us. This is the understanding he's given to us. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Power that can raise the dead. I mean, that's what God is saying. I, this power is available to you. Power that can raise the dead. So we've got hope, we've got understanding, and we've got power. Now this morning I want to pose three questions, three things you need to know. So that you can live with hope, understanding, and power. I entitled this message, What You Need to Know. You can see that? You need to know this. Click here. You need to know this. This is not one of those. You need to know this. So three questions that are all about being called. And I'm going to give you the questions right up front. They're in your notes. Why are you the called? Or who are the called? You could. That's hope. What is your call? That's understanding. What, what, what is this call? And how do you live your call? And that's the power. So three very big questions. So obviously we're not going to dig too, too deep in them this morning. This is kind of a big picture thing. Let's begin with why are you the called? Or who are the called? We hear this phrase, the, the called. Real simple. The called are those people who respond to Jesus' call. Let me explain with scripture. And I love the way that, that God does this because Kayla and I did not conspire on the worship this morning. But the Holy Spirit did. And I love that last song because it comes right out of this passage of scripture. John 1, 1 to 13. It says, in the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. So the word here is Jesus Christ. The Greek word is logos. It's a word. He, Jesus is the word. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. Jesus is not a created entity as some teach. He is part of the Trinity, three in one, with God. A hard concept to get our hand about, head about, but it's what the, the Bible teaches. It says, the word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light, so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light. Who gives light to everyone. Was coming into the world. He came into the world he created. 
but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all, but to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. We just sang about it. The called are the children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So John the Baptist comes as a herald. He's ordained he's by God for the purpose of telling people who Jesus is. Jesus is coming after me. He is the light. He is the one through whom you receive salvation. Verse 6 says, God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. Note the two words, everyone and might. Messages to everyone. But there's a might. So Jesus is the light. He's calling everyone out of the darkness into his wonderful light. That's the call. Come on over here. I'm the light. Come on over here. I'm the light. Come to me. I'm the light. Come to me. I'm the light. But not everyone answers the call. Verse 10, it says, He came to the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. You're the light? Really, man? Aren't you the carpenter's kid? I don't think you're the light. I think you kind of got on top of yourself a little bit there, pal. He came to his own people. And even they rejected him. So everyone is called, but not everyone becomes the called. So how do you become the called? It's in verse 12. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. You become the called by both believing and accepting Jesus. Nice and simple. We had one at the retreat last week who accepted Jesus. He came to the retreat a believer, but not yet the called. During the retreat, he chose to accept Jesus as his Lord and Savior. That means he chose to both believe that Jesus was sent from God and he accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. He chose Jesus. He asked for and accepted Jesus' offer of forgiveness of sins. That is Jesus' Savior, the one who forgives us. He saves us. He has the power to forgive sins. And he saves us from the consequences of sin. And the consequences of sin is eternal separation from God, which is what we call hell. You hear me say this all the time. You hear this a lot. It's not by being good <laughs> that you get saved. It is through the blood of Jesus Christ and forgiveness of sins that you get saved. But he also accepted Jesus as Lord. This is the important thing here. He invited Jesus to come into his life as Lord. The Lord is the boss. And intentionally, when, when, when you, you believe in who Jesus is, and when you accept Jesus, you say, Jesus, I believe you're the boss. I want you in my life as the boss. No more living for me. No more living for the, the world. No more, 
you're in charge here, Jesus. I want you to be the boss of my life. That's what this means. That's what it means to accept Jesus. You choose to put Jesus first. I now serve you, Jesus. Not me or anyone else. You are the Lord of my life. So he moved from being a believer to being part of the called a child of God. We just sang it. I am a child. I should not sing, should I? No. (laughs) Because he answered the call and the call goes out to everyone. And if you've never answered the call, it's so simple. I think that's why a lot of people don't answer the call, because God made it too easy. You know, we think, got to get my life cleaned up, got to get everything in order, then maybe I can be good enough for God. God says, no. Jesus even said, I Jesus actually said, I don't care if you don't do what I say. I do care if you reject me. And answering the call is simply saying, Jesus, I need you as my Lord. I need you as my Savior. Please forgive my sins. Come into my life. Simple, simple prayer. The call goes out to everyone. If you answer the call, you become the called. A child of God. You move from darkness into the light. And this is the lovely part of this scripture. And the light can never be overcome by the darkness. Once you move into light, you're in Jesus' light. Now you might close your eyes sometimes. Pretend like you're in the dark, but you're not. You're still in his light and it cannot be revoked. This is your confident hope. If you reject the call, you could even be a believer, but you're not a child of God. And that's not a good thing. So the called are those who have responded to the call, the invitation to believe and accept. Now for the understanding part of it. To what have you been called? Question number two. What is your call? How do we define call? What have I been called to? Now, I gave the guys a definition of this last week at the retreat, and I didn't in the message that I, that I did for you all here. So the first thing to understand, and sorry, guys, if this is a bit repetitive, just stick with me for a second. The first thing to understand is your call is a call to a purpose more than it is to a task. People ask me the question, you know, am I called to do something, Pastor Mike? No, you're called to be something. You're called to a purpose. Your call is a, a, a purpose. Now, here's our definition. Did I put this in your outline? I did? Good, thank you. Your God-given purpose to bring glory to the Lord's name and expand the kingdom of heaven. Now, if you cement that down in your head, here's what I'm here for. It will bring clarity and purpose to everything you do. 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, So whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. I'm doing it to bring glory to God's name and expand the kingdom. When we bring glory to God's name, the kingdom is expanded. Those things go hand in hand. You are here to bring glory to the Lord's name and expand the heat. The kingdom of God. That's your purpose. That's your call. Someone asks you, what are you going to do today? What are you up to today? I'm going to bring glory. (laughs) 
to the Lord's name and expand the kingdom of heaven. That'll take them back a step. They'll be like, whoa, that person has clarity. That person has understanding. That person knows why they're here. You should practice it. What are you going to do today? Bring glory to the Lord's name and expand the kingdom of God. Woo. Which brings us to question three. How do you live your calling? This question is massive. So we're going to spend the rest of the year on it. (laughs) Basically, you could rephrase this question. How do you live for Jesus? So I want to keep it really, really simple this morning. All right. And God really helped me with this one. I was lying in bed thinking about this a week or so ago, and I was thinking about that definition, you know, to bring glory to to God's name and expand the kingdom of heaven. And and it was just going around and around in my mind. And, and, And God popped a simple phrase into my head. And there's a power in simplicity. And this is about as simple as it gets. How do you live your calling? Bring God Into everything you do. Real, real simple. Bring God into everything you do. Once you've invited Jesus into your life, you've answered that call. The rest of your life is getting better at doing this. Bringing God into everything that I do. You bring him into your wake-up routine. The alarm goes off. What's the first thing you do? Thank you for this day, God. Maybe go to Bible Gateway or somewhere. Look up the verse of the day before you get out of bed. God. I'm bringing God into it. Have breakfast with him. Maybe you have breakfast with him instead of some of the people that you have breakfast with. Bring him to work. Take him on your journey to work. I mean, if you're thinking all the time, like, I want to bring God into everything I do. How is that going to affect your driving and how you respond to other people? Tell you what, it'll bring calmness to you. Take him to work with you. Now, you don't have to be that person. We all know about that person. I've been the person that didn't know God. I've been the person that knew God but pretended he didn't. And then when God shook me upside the head, hit me with a two by four, I became that person. (laughs) It's like, oh, here he comes, run. (laughs) Jesus! (laughs) You want to be that person that lives in such a way that you bring God with you in such a way that it's winsome and it's attractive. So that those that don't know God want to know what you've got. How come... You know, Mike, when everything's going crazy and you're not. That's not me. You you, you just do it in a winsome, attractive way. You don't have to be that person. Have lunch with God. Sometimes having lunch with God is going for lunch with someone who doesn't know God. And just being the person that God has called you to be with that person. What you'll find is people start to share things with you. And you know what most powerful phrase? Can I pray? Do you mind if I pray for that? That's opened up so many opportunities for me when I worked in the corporate world. 
Can I pray for that? People, I don't ever remember anyone saying no. I do recall someone saying, I don't believe in all that stuff, but if you want to. On the journey home, bring God with you again. When you walk in the door of your home, bring God in the door. Bring him into everything you do. When you sit down in the evening and do whatever you do in the evening, make God a part of that. Now, I'm not talking about being a religious fanatic. It's just a consciousness. I want to bring God into everything I do. And do it with an attitude of gratitude. It's very attractive. With gentleness and humility. And remember this. You don't have to be a spiritual giant. This is a journey that God leads us on. You don't have to be a spiritual giant. You just need to be little old you empowered by your great God. And he's going to do things. He's going to get the worship leader to sing songs that are all about the sermon. A few times I've been thinking, there's something bigger. You just have to be willing to bring him into every situation. Now, this is important. I can't remember if I put this in there. When you find that you have wandered away from God, and we all do, or God is not in what you're doing, get back to God as quickly as possible. Satan will want to draw you out, draw draw you. You you need to hide from God. Satan is calling you into danger. You need to get back to God as quickly as possible, back to safety as quickly as possible. He's waiting for you. He is your safety. Don't run from him, run to him. And you know what? It's okay to be that kid. That kid, the one who just keeps messing up. Who doesn't deserve mercy. Because they're just so messed up. It's like, God, I, I can't just keep coming back to you four times a day. God loves that kid. God wants the best for that kid. God wants to work with that kid. Here's the deal. The more you bring God into everything you do, the more God will be in everything you do. And it'll get better. Don't run from God. Run to God. And your life will get better. Now there's a lot here. I know this. So your calling is your purpose. But we want to make sure that you're living on purpose. And part of that is discovering who God has made you to be. So my calling is partly my purpose for living. But God has created each one of us uniquely. You've got gifts and abilities and experiences in life that God will use to build his kingdom, to expand the kingdom of God. So there's two parts to this calling. It's my purpose. It's my reason for getting out of bed. Why are you getting out of bed today? To bring glory to God's name and expand the kingdom of heaven. Why are you getting out of bed today? To bring glory to God's name and expand the kingdom of heaven. How am I going to do it? I've shaped you in such a way, he says. I've made you in a way that you can do this with my power in you. You are unique. Shaped for a purpose. And we want to help you discover 
that purpose. So I do this to the elders a lot. I haven't told them about this yet. Welcome. (laughs) So April the 7th, the week after Easter, we are going to begin a church-wide campaign called SHAPE. I did this 11 years ago, 2013, I think it was. Let me catch up. Did I put this in the notes? Oh, beginning April 7th, shape. It's all there. Read all about it. And I talked about this a few weeks ago. Shape is an acronym. The S stands for your spiritual gifts. When you invite Jesus in, when you accept his invitation and you become the called, He gives every one of us a spiritual gift or spiritual gifts. He gives us abilities that are above and beyond ourselves that will enable us to do what he's called us to do. The H stands for your heart. What are you passionate about? What has he given you that just, whoa. I mean, for Randy and for John, they went into this prison ministry and all of a sudden it's like, man, this is it. This, This is what I'm here to do. Kayla, I'm here to praise the Lord. Lead others as they praise the Lord. We have people in children's ministry, people in in youth ministry. It's their heart. It's their passion. God gives you a desire for something. The A is your natural abilities. God has given me a desire to sing. But he didn't give me the ability. (laughs) I love to sing. I love to praise the Lord's name. I love music. I mean, after God and and family, music. I love music. I can't play a note. I can't sing a note. So it gives you natural abilities. The P is your personality. Some people just have that natural personality. You know, when you walk in the door and they shake your hand, right? There's just a warmth about them. They got a, a look on their face. There are other people, they need to be in the back room. They can do things and they're great at organizing things. But when it comes to saying hello and all that, it's like, no, that's not you. He gave us a personality. And whatever you might see your shortcomings, he can use your personality. And the E is your experiences in life. Good, bad. When you give your experiences to God, God will use your experiences, even the worst ones. Even the ones you'd rather just brush under the carpet. He will use it all to bring glory to his name and expand the kingdom of God if you will just open it up to him. So April the 7th, we're going to start a church-wide campaign. We're going to explore S-H-A-P-E to help you. Now, some of you have done it before. I'm not going to make everybody do it. But it's, what I really want is for this to be a part of what Lakeway does. You know, we, we've got our pastor welcome lunch. Out of that, we invite you to come and, and be part of our 101 church membership class. Discover what it means to be a member at Lakeway. And I love right of that. What's your shape? Something that we just do, not maybe as a church-wide thing every year, but it's something that we do as a class for people that just want to know, who's God shaped me to be? What's my role? How do I live out my calling? All right, we have a communion, so I'm going to bring this to a close.
I'm going to close with this prayer from Ephesians again. I'm going to carry it through. Now I'm going to pray and then I'm going to read it. No, I'm going to read it. (laughs) Make a decision, Bishop. And then I'll pray. I love it. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called. He wants you to have hope. He wants you to have confidence. He wants you to have understanding. It's a gift from God. His holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. Wow. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else. Not only this in this world, but also in the world to come. It's an election year. Don't let politics be your God. Our God is far above politics. And don't make God an extension of your politics. That's why you won't hear me talk about politics from this pulpit. I don't think it has any place here. I want to focus on the Lord Jesus Christ and what the Lord Jesus Christ called us to do for all people, any people. When we mix politics and God It becomes divisive and that does not expand the kingdom of God. Now you have your own personal opinion on that, but that's my opinion and Jesus. So (laughs) God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him the head over all things for the benefit of us. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. Bring God into everything you do and everything you do will become a blessing to you and to those around you. Amen? Amen. Let me pray and then we're going to invite Mo back up here for communion. Father, I thank you for the, for the direction that you're leading us in as a church. And I thank you for this wonderful passage of scripture that talks about the power that you have given to us as a church. It is your body, your son's body, made full and complete by Christ. Father, may we be filled with him. Father, show us those ways that every day we can bring you into everything that we do. And Father, I know that Satan seeks to be divisive. When we stumble and we fall and we want to run away from you, you want us to run to you. So if there's one out here struggling today, let them turn around and run to you. And Father, if there's one here this morning or watching online that has never begun this journey to believe and accept Jesus, let this be their day, Father. Open up their heart and soften their spirit. And if that's you, it begins with a simple prayer. You can pray this prayer. Jesus, I believe that you are the son of God. I believe you lived a perfect life. I believe you died on the cross. I believe you offer forgiveness of sin. And I want my sins forgiven.
I accept you into my life as my Lord and Savior. I want to live for you. And if you're one of those people, like we all are, that has kind of stumbled away from Christ, Jesus, I need to come back. I want to be fully yours. Thank you for calling me. Encourage me. Strengthen me. Bring your light back into my life. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. We're now going to go to communion. I'm going to ask for Mr. Mo Kinsley to come up and lead us in communion. If you've got any questions about anything that I've taught here today, please feel free to come and talk to me. If you prayed that prayer, I'd love to know because Satan's going to try and steal that away from you right away. And I want to encourage you and pray for you. So please let me know. Thank you, Pastor Mike. You know, communion is a really special time for Christians. You know, before you become a Christian, it's just crackers and juice. But when you've accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, it no longer just crackers and juice. It's His broken body and His blood that was shed for you. You look at it in a whole different light. That's what we need to do right now. We need to focus on the body and the blood of Jesus. And if there's anything that's hindering you from going into communion with God, I'm going to, in just a moment, we're going to pray a little prayer to bless this. That's the time that you say, Lord, man, I'm such, such a goober. Help me with this. Help me. To be a better person. Help me to see my purpose. What did Pastor Mike just talk about? Help me to want to go this way and not that way. Show me the way. Let me look at the light as I make my journey. So that I can keep focused on what's really important. So let's pray right now. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this communion. Thank you for grace. None of us is worthy to partake of this. I just would ask that all those people that have asked Jesus Christ into their heart as their personal Savior to partake of this. And I just pray that as we do, we remember the reasons for the broken body and for the blood. We thank you and we give you praise for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, we're going to pass these out to the guys and girls. And please come and get it and go back to your seat and we'll all take it at the same time. Okay? Okay, go ahead and come forward.
As you're coming, I'm going to speak a little more because I, I need about two more hours to tell you everything I want to do. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to you. But think about back to the time when you first become a Christian and you accepted Jesus. Do you remember your first communion? How exciting that was that you understand what you're about to do and that it has purpose and meaning. The hope and the grace that is given to you by Jesus Christ. Has everyone got it that wanted to? We don't want to leave anyone out. Think about that day or that night when Christ says, I want you all to take this and eat as my body. same way this fruit of the vine drink it in remembrance of my blood you know I can just see Jesus saying that and I can just see him I can just hear the Lord thinking this is just Mo okay I can just hear him saying in his mind okay Peter just take and eat and drink it okay Let it go, man. Don't question me right now. It's not the time. Because 
I can get so involved with Peter. I, he's got hoof and mouth disease, and I'm so good at that. My mom told me that my spiritual gift was sarcasm, so, you know. But uh, right now, we're going to, I'm going to bless y'all, and we're going to go. And all those that want to stay can go over there and have some lasagna and salad and brownies with icing. But before we do that, we're going to pray, and I'm going to pray you out. But you'll see the people, you'll see breakfast on a bun back there. And our other friends at each corner, we take up a benevolence offering. It's separate and apart from what we give to the church in that every penny that we get, we use it to help someone. Maybe pay an electric bill, maybe bomb groceries. You know, that's all this is for. So if you can give something, it would be greatly appreciated. It's amazing how God blesses that. And that everything you give is usually exactly what we need. So take that into mind. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, as we leave this place, just bless us and keep us until we come again here. Help us to brighten someone's path as we see them. Let them see the light that you shine on us so that they can go, wow, I need some of that. Help us, Lord, to be a good person, a good Christian, a father, a mother, a brother. Just help us to be the best that you've called us to be and help us to keep looking for that purpose to expand your kingdom. We thank you and give you praise. And all of God's people said, Amen. You are dismissed.